everybody. Welcome to the Energy Report on the New Story Podcast with me, your host, Rebecca Conran. We're looking at the week of January the 4th to the 10th of 2021. I have not had an opportunity to sit (laughs) and think about what 2021 is going to be like or feel into the energy yet um, because I've been extremely busy feeling. Um, Obviously, I take the pandemic very seriously and by busy, I'm, you know, I'm at home uh, and I'm doing stuff from home. Um, But uh, I'm quite busy with sessions right now. A lot of lovely people looking for uh, astrology readings for the new year, which is exciting. I'm excited to help, you know, put people in the direction of um, just feeling more validated and connected to their sense of self and purpose, which I think that the, uh, uh, you know, understanding your chart or um, just being put on the path to understanding your chart can really help motivate. So that's been really good and um, and fun and exciting for me. I really enjoy doing those. Um, and uh, so I've been doing that and also um, my own personal life. Um, my mom is moving back to England this week. So I have been spending a lot of time Um, with her and with my, I have a new baby niece and, um, I have, uh, two nieces and one nephew. So I've been spending time with them, um, as much as I can before my mom leaves. And also, you know, just nourishing myself through, um, the, uh, understandable, you know, fears that I have in terms of, um, my mom, uh, moving away and um, me not being able to have access to her in terms of we're in a pandemic and um, yeah so this this uh, this whole transition into 2021 I wouldn't say I've really been able to necessarily um, absorb it fully and I think that that's true for all of us you know um, I think it's been kind of hard to wrap our head around. I mean, fucking anything for one, but even just imagining that I've been here in Mountaindale for almost a year now, I moved here in March, uh, on March 15th, right at the outset, at right at the lockdown. Um, and, um, you know, I think that I'm still processing what that even experiences was like, you know, and, I mean, that's the blessing of time, really. Time gives us the ability to process, you know, in time, we feel um, more, we're able to understand and comprehend more easily what our experience is. Um, But that whole experience of time is is really just uh, such a mindfuck, you know, I can't believe it's been almost a year. And then at the same time, I'm like, wow, that went by so quickly. Um... And yet, anyway, we all know what a mindfuck time is. I don't think I need to explain that so much. 
but um, yeah, personally, um, the things that I'm working on for myself are just staying very grounded, um, having a movement practice, um, especially because it's fucking freezing here. I live in the middle of nowhere. It's easy to be sedentary. So making that discipline really happen, um, especially when it's very cold, can be a chore. But I think being grounded is, um, for me anyway, it comes through movement. It comes through being connected to my physical body. And that helps me to feel... um, less stressed out, to be honest, um, very simply just less fucking stressed, less anxious when I start my day in a really slow and, um, you know, self-nurturing way, um, then I am able to sort of maintain that, that sense of self during the day. Um, and it also means that, you know, when you're maintaining that sense of self, you are less apt to um, find things to nurture yourself within the day that are unhealthy. You know, you're more apt to choose um, to choose from a place of uh, nourishing and 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 really being present to yourself and really being like, hmm, is this right for me? Uh, then, if you don't spend that time first thing developing what it is you need for the day and how you're feeling and getting into your body. So I think that this whole year, um, I think especially with all the Aquarius energy, our, our nervous systems, we're receiving a lot of information. Um, our intuition absolutely is heightened, but in order to understand the intuition, we need to ground and be in the body. You know, that information can't just be swirling all around us. We need to really bring that down into the feet, into the earth, um, into the root. And so it's very, very important to that your spirituality have a very practical and physical element to it. Um, It's probably the most important. You know, what we're trying to do is bring that ethereal energy and understanding into the density of earth. And we do that through our bodies. Um, so coming into the body and having a sensory practice, feeling in your body, very, very important to us this year. And, and it will become more and more important this week as, um, we have some personal planets that are going to change signs. So personal planets, uh, for any of those who are new listeners, they are planets that are closer to the earth, that we feel the energy more, um, uh, more intimately as humans. Like we feel the moon and the moon changes sign every two to three days. We feel Mars and Mercury and Venus. Those are all very close to us. Uh, So we feel all of that way more than we feel the outer planets, which are more generational. They take a longer time to go around the sun. Um, They're more of an essence. Um, so this week we have a few planets changing signs. So we're going to be we're going to be feeling that. The theme I've chosen this week for January the 4th to the 10th of 2021 is every act of kindness to myself and others is an act of love. Every act of kindness to myself and others is an act of love. And I was thinking of this because I think like so many of us have that we know that we're supposed to love ourselves. I'm trying, I'm working on loving myself. You know, I know that that is, that is a, um, 
that is a mental space that many of us inhabit. Um, but I think that it's so hard for people to pull that idea out of the sky and bring it down into the body and make it work for them. And ultimately, how we do that is through practical kindness to the self. Practical self-care is actively loving the self. So, you know, this week, it really is the focus on being kind to the self, you know, and to others, choosing kindness. I think one of the most important and powerful areas that we must really be in our choice about this is in our thoughts. So, you know, there's definitely a period in your life when you think that your thoughts just control you. So many people tell me, I'm just an anxious person, I'm just this or that. You know, that is how it may seem when you don't have the perspective that you are in charge. And when you finally get to see that, you will see that one of the most powerful stepping stones to healing in your life is expressing kindness to yourself through thoughts. And that's e- it's not easy to do because what that also means is stopping those thoughts that are unkind in their tracks as you are experiencing them. Why am I thinking like this towards myself? Why would I speak to myself that way? Um, I wouldn't speak to anybody else that way. Why am I treating myself in that way? Why am I beating up on myself and my thoughts? So that act of considering first and then choosing kindness, right? So we're considering, we're stopping those um, unkind thoughts in their tracks, and then we are actively choosing to be supportive and encouraging and nurturing to ourselves. And the whole process of healing is such a long transition. And I think that sometimes how spirituality can be painted, for sure, is how I've seen it painted, is that it is an, an event, you know, a transformative event, and then you're awakened, and you're awakened, and that's it. Um, you know, I think that it's so important to know that it's, um, it's an ebb and a flow. You know, you can have profound insights and have a profound um, ignition into your awakening and still um, have periods of relapse, have periods of uh, recovery um, through, like, going back to old patterning or things are still the same. It's like, all of that is totally fine. You know, um, I think it's our expectations that can be harmful when we think we're supposed to be somewhere else that we're not. Healing is such a long transition. Um, and I think it's best to imagine that you're never going to arrive somewhere that you're just enjoying the process. And sometimes the process is m- way more easeful and peaceful. And that's great. And sometimes the process is way more difficult. Um, And, you know, eventually the further on you go, you start to recognize where periods of difficulties are arising and you know you have the tools, you enact your tools and you um, flow with those changes, but you also have an understanding through those changes and that difficulty that there's something profound coming out of it, Um, which makes it easier to engage in transformation. It makes it easier to engage in change when ultimately you know that 
the changes you've been through before have brought you more grace, more ease, and so you're then more willing to put yourself through the paces um, as you keep going. But you can only do that if you let go of an expectation that you should have been healed already, that you should have been somewhere that you're not, that you should be somebody who doesn't have any problems or any issues in your own mind. So this is a very long explanation of the theme this week, (laughs) but every act of kindness to myself and others is an act of love. So we're thinking of how to really inhabit love in our lives is through really uh, practicing kindness And that doesn't mean that you're never in your car fucking yelling at a driver who's cutting you off. It just means that, like, where you can, um, when you can take that time to really consider, to choose, uh, be willing to do so, and especially just be willing to do so in your everyday life with yourself. Um, The tarot card I've chosen this week is the Page of Cups. This card speaks to an entry point to the personal process of emotional maturity and mastery in the tarot. So, you know, you go through all these experiences, you have all these emotional lessons that life gives you, and you learn to free yourself from your own feeling cages. And so the Page of Cups represents where we start to, it's, it's an immature card in that, like, it's still young and, and new to the process of being able to harness um, feeling and loving in a really um, meaningful way. Um, But it's there, you know, the process has already begun. So this card is a call to action to free yourself by letting yourself be emotional, you know, being moved by your feelings for better or for worse. You know, that it's, it's actually a rite of passage to feel it all. You know, um, in one of my songs, I have this lyric, I'm so grateful that I can feel because when I'm feeling, I know my life has meaning and I truly do feel that I know when I am feeling, when I'm really feeling, when I'm really sad, I know I'm really, my heart is so open, you know, my heart is so open. I'm really experiencing something in a profound way, and that has meaning for me, just as much meaning as when I'm feeling really happy and and, uh, joyful. Um, So this week, we're being moved by things in our life. We're letting our heart lead the way. And we're, we're also considering that, yeah, it may be new. It may be, we may feel pretty unsure about these new loving feelings that are happening or any feelings that are coming out of us. Um, but to, again, let the heart lead the way, let ourself feel, just be open to the process. This card can also speak to new romantic endeavors on the horizon, but again, in the early stages, you know, maybe it's about us, um, being, uh, sharing more of ourself, you know, being more intimate. Um, but above all, this card really asks us to simply show more love. You could do that by forgiving yourself, others, um, by starting a mending process where you can. That's also part of this. Um, You can do that by being responsive and caring. And again, especially towards yourself. So this week, you know, on a whole, it can feel quite draining 
Um, we're going to have days, especially on Tuesday and Thursday, where looming transits, where we're like in between transits, um, although there is a big T-square on Thursday. Um, so there's these transits happening where at the release degree of like one planet and one consciousness and energy, and it can feel very, um, uh, you know, tense. We can feel a lot of friction um, internally. So... I would say, you know, it may be wise to wait until the weekend for any kind of happy connection with others. Um, it would be wise to pay attention when you're driving and be sure to let go of distractions that could cause accidents in our day-to-day -day lives. You know, be very present to your needs. On a morning, start by asking, what do I need today? How am I feeling? And don't just ask it, write it down. You know, have a practice of like, okay, What's really going on with me today? How's my body feel? Where could I use some stretching or some care? Should I take a salt bath today? You know, or a hot shower? Um, how should I eat today? What does my digestion feel like? What do my nerves feel like? You know, align your actions around keeping things simple, though, and nurturing. But really be paying attention. And the reason why I'm saying pay attention in places where accidents could be is because we have Mercury changing signs, we've got a conjunction to Pluto on Monday, and that also speaks to transportation, technology, um, communication, all of those things, so how we interact. And so we wanna be uh, just more aware that even if you are going about your day um, in a very present way, someone else may not be. Many people probably aren't going to be. So to just err on the side of caution um, this week and just, you know, understand that um, others might be feeling volatile. Others might be trying to pull you into some bullshit. Others might be expressing, projecting anger that is not your feelings to take on. Um, so you're going to have to just weigh your week out around um, understanding that, you know, and really disconnect from making it personal where somebody may be projecting onto you. All right, so let's start this week here. Monday the 4th, and we're not going to talk about all the transits in the week. I'm just going to talk about the major planets that are changing um, and the tone. So Monday the 4th, um, Mercury is going to conjunct Pluto, and they're both in Capricorn. So Mercury, again, thoughts, perceptions, mind, um technology, communication, social media, and it's conjunct Pluto, which is transformation, um, power, control. Um, you know, Pluto is ultimately the detective who's helping us get to the bottom of shit. And, uh, you know, that's not always like sometimes a detective, you know, really finds the dirt. Um, so both in Capricorn, try to not, try not to give yourself an aneurysm, uh, by thinking too hard today. Um, you might imagine that the more that you think, the more you're going to understand or work something out. But unfortunately life just rarely does, rarely works like that. You know, that is like one of the biggest traps that humans fall into. True intuitive understanding, in my opinion, comes from fucking thin air. You know, it's a spark that enters through an open and empty mind. The 
my best uh, intuitive epiphanies about my own life, you know, because it's harder to intuit your own life, I think, because of all of the, you know, the other stuff going on in your mind. But for me, it comes when I'm dancing. I'm just dancing, listening to music. Maybe I'm ultimately kind of distracted. And then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, I'll just have this spark and I'll be like, oh, oh, that's, that's what I've, that's the thing I've been looking for. That's the answer I've been looking for to the question. So if you want to get clear, get very present to the physical minutia in your day-to-day life, tend to your body and your self-care, and you will open those channels uh, for answers to your questions. You know, you're going to have to let go of control to transform. And that's difficult for this transit because we are kind of engaging the different, a different way. We're thinking, oh, the more I control and uh, have power here, uh, the more I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, beat any fears or ward off change. And that's just not going to happen. So some of the questions you might be asking are, what needs to fall apart and transform in my thinking right now? And can you flow with change rather than fear it and resist it? And that's something that's going to come up in in our inner tension turmoil. So today, uh, Monday the 4th, a change of perspective is necessary that only you can facilitate for yourself. If you're having a hard time with something you're thinking about, Think about changing your perspective on that thing. What is a different angle you can come towards it? So Tuesday, the 5th, you know, we've got Mars at the final degrees of Aries. And so Tuesday into Wednesday, the 6th, we've got on Wednesday, Mars entering Taurus. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Mars was in Aries for a long time this year, six months including a retrograde. And that's a really long time for this, for a personal planet to be in one sign and to be at home. You know, it was at home in Aries. So retrogrades don't happen every year for Mars. They happen every other year. So it's less regular than other transits. So it's more special, I guess. Yeah, it's special. All right. Um, in Aries, we had that warrior fuel. And I honestly think that we just simply needed Aries to be at home. So we actually had literal energy to keep going through the immensity of the energy this year or in 2020. Um, I think at the very least, what it did for us was give us some, some willpower to keep fucking going, which we really needed. We really needed it. Um, And I do think for those who are doing deeper levels of work, it really called us to uh, act and and come from a place of our fierce individuality, you know, that we really had to be a more authentic version of ourselves, and that we really needed to demand that in our connections with others. So, you know, the moon is in Virgo while we're at the last degree of Mars and Aries, and that means that we are being very critical and discerning emotionally. You know, we're applying a lot of reason and intellect to this the emotional sphere. 
Um, and as it changes, as Mars changes sign, and we get in that really released degree that contains all the energy of Mars uh, in Aries, um, we might be feeling quite forceful in our emotions. You know, we might be able to really set a boundary that is, uh, or act in a surprising way, or at least feel the pressure building um, before Mars finally moves into Taurus. Um, so we want to watch out for aggression in other people, especially around this Pluto conjunction too. You know, some people are going to have a really hard time with this energy and these changes. Um, the less connected they are to themselves, the harder they're going to have a time. You know, have compassion for where people are coming from, but stay clear of those fuckers, <laughs> you know. Um, so Mars is going to move into Taurus and... You know, we have a lot of fixed energy that we're moving into. So fixed energy is energy. We've got cardinal energy or leadership energy that can sometimes also be kind of pushy, even though it is a good leader. We've got uh, flexible energy um, that we've been having a lot of with Sagittarius season. And that's like very... Um, uh, it flowy and flexible, yes, but also can be kind of non-committal and run away. And then we have fixed energy, which is amazing for like staying power, stability, you know, really seeing things through, but it's also fucking stubborn and closed-minded. And um, that's the shadow side of it. And right now we're moving into a lot of fixed energy in our personal planets. Um, so, you know, we, we might feel less flexible, uh, but conversely, yes, we can also be more stable and steady. So we have to kind of define moment to moment, where am I being inflexible here and closed-minded? Um, or, or where is this a healthy, just like, I, I need to stick to my guns? Mars is how we act. It's what drives us. It's how we show aggression. And the biggest trap with earthy Taurus is going to be trampling over others, selfishness, being stubborn and immovable. You know, sometimes this energy brings with it a laziness and an appetite for self-gratification through overindulgence in sex and food or pleasure-seeking. You know, we've got to consider that sometimes a good time is just not worth the price you have to pay for it. Life requires openness. It's, it requires openness and change for us to evolve and grow. Um, we should, we should be choosing life's simple pleasures at this time. That's something very Turian, you know, is to enjoy our food, but eat well, you know, um, give yourself extra physical attention and care, like rubbing your own feet, sometimes taking salt baths with oils and stuff, but don't just give it all up for some, for a quick fuck, you know? Um, choose slow, slowness over laziness. So take your time if you're tired and you need rest, but don't just sacrifice yourself into dullness and numbness. So these things, you know, they're, we have to define where we've gotten lazy, where we've gotten, um, dull or numb. Um, and we have to like see the nuance in that, 
And I, and I also think sometimes we think we're being lazy when we actually are just tired and we do just need to really fucking simplify everything. So, you know, you have to define for yourself how to do that in a healthy way. Um, I love food. <laughs> I love food. But I also really love clean food. So, you know, I'm not going to say I don't eat I eat dairy, I eat meat sometimes, um, I think everybody should do whatever it is that they think that they should do, I also, I mean, I rarely do eat meat, but I, um, I kind of eat everything, I eat bread sometimes, I, I do all the things, but I also pay attention to my body, to the quality of anything that I have, um, if I'm going to, want something sweet, I might choose some kind of a fresh fruit before I eat something else. And maybe that's because at this point that just tastes better to me than if I were to have some kind of a processed thing. Um, so I still enjoy honey and different, you know, sweet flavors and rich flavors and and things like that and delicious garlic smells and pasta and all of that um and I don't think I think that every one of us though knows like where we've gone off to a place of gluttony and like almost a self-abuse with those things than just simply enjoying it um I find that I really enjoy my food when I make it myself and I shit you not. I am so often, I'm like, that's the best fucking thing I've ever had. That's the best fucking thing I've ever had when I've made it. And maybe it's because, you know, I know all the ingredients in it are really loving. I've prepared it for myself. It feels loving. I don't know what the fucking difference is. But um, it, it, I think that those things are the simple pleasures. And I also think that when you're paying, a, when a lot of your actions are directed towards like really uh, deep physical nurturance, you'll find that there's not a lot of time to just like be um, thinking about bullshit, you know? Like when I'm really engaged in preparing food or doing my physical movement or watering my plants or taking care of my animal in my home, whatever the fuck it might be, I don't feel like I have the time then to be like anxious about something that probably fucking doesn't matter future tripping about something that is totally not a useful use of my time. Um, so I think there's just so much to be said for paying attention to the simple things in life and doing them very well. Um, you know, if you, um, like if you, are off coffee or something like that. There's something wonderful about a tea practice where you like have different teas all summer long. I was like foraging, um, herbs and stuff like that. So now like, I'm like making these infusions and teas with what I dried from the summer. And there's something about working with plants and the earth and, um, in a, in a ritual way or a special way, um, that is also really nourishing and enriching. So I think that like, there's so many, and those are all really tourist 
things. That's all a really positive use of Taurus energy. Is there any way that we can connect to things that make us feel worthy and valuable and our resources and the earth, but in a mindful and, and conscientious way that is also full of kindness? Um, okay, so, you know, at the end of the month, uh, Mars is going to conjunct Uranus on the 20th. So I would say, you know, this, at the end of this month, really expect the unexpected in terms of where to act and how to move forward in your life, especially in terms of money, love, and resources. I do think that there are some real synchronistic experiences uh, brewing through this energy, this Mars placement. There's some um, exciting things to come. All right, Friday, uh, the 8th, you know, the Thursday leading into this Friday is going to be probably the most energetically dense day of the year. We've got two planets that are on the anoretic degree, both Mars, both Mercury, sorry, and Venus. Um, so, you know, relationship issues might be coming to a head, uh, overthinking, just fucking mind anxiety issues are coming to a head. Uh, we're really seeing that South Node Sag energy coming out. Uh, you can listen to my last episode if you want to know more about what that energy is. It's just like where we are, what we're leaving behind karmically as a collective. Obviously, there's um, just, it's going to be a very tense, draining energy. Um, but it can also feel really enlivening for you personally if, if, uh, if you've, if you've come to terms with a lot of change in your life and, and, um, sometimes I think it can feel really exciting, you know, when you, when you're, when you're willing to make changes and to shift things, then sometimes these anoretic uh, degrees can be like a deep validation. So we'll see how it goes, but in general, that's going to be a day Thursday the 7th is going to be a day when you're going to want to be really conscientious driving and dealing with other people, etc. may not be the day to, like, you know, have a full-on conversation unless you really want to end something. Um, Friday the 8th, though, Mercury is going to enter Aquarius and Venus is going to enter Capricorn. We want to pay special attention to the messages that we receive during the second half of this month. Um... Because uh, how we communicate, what is being communicated, the thoughts we're harboring, it's all going to be up for review during the end of this month's upcoming Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. So, you know, starting at the middle of the month, we start to work our way, you know, we're still moving forward in Mercury in Aquarius. Then we hit retrograde, we move back over those points from mid-month to the end of the month. We go all the way back retrograde. Then when uh, Mercury goes direct again, we work back over those points. So whatever's going on from mid to the end of this month, we're going to experience kind of like a push-pull. We're going to be going over that information a few times. So pay attention to kind of some of the themes that are coming up for you in your life. When Mercury is in Aquarius, communication can seem to be on hyperdrive. Personally, I'm excited because I don't really like Mercury in Capricorn. Uh, not that I don't like it, but I find it harder to communicate um, during this time. 
which I think is perfectly acceptable too. I don't need to be communicating in the ways that I want to possibly. You know, I don't need to be pushing myself as hard in communication. So obviously it's still benefiting in some way, but I also really enjoy it when Mercury is in an air sign. It flows really, you know, um, it flows more freely. So this is a great time to practice meditation, though, with Mercury in Aquarius. Um, Mercury likes to be in Aquarius. The air element suits best for our planet of communication. And so we might find that speaking is going to come easier, you know, being able to organize thoughts, having intuitive information come through is going to be much more fluid. But our nervous system could be getting a little overloaded with this super intuitive energy. So again, grounding, physical movement, connection with the earth, etc. That's going to be really important to combat restlessness and mental overactivity. However, all in all, I think this adds a really nice flow to the energy where we've been hammered by rules and structure, um, you know, and and like earth density with the Capricorn energy. Now we're getting to let our hair down a little bit more. It's less traditional. It's more weird. It's more free. It's more open-minded. Well, actually, you know, I take that back. I don't know that it's more open-minded, but it's more willing to think in terms of uh, new avenues Aquarius is a fixed energy, so sometimes it can be incredibly contrary, incredibly stubborn, but the energy is there to think outside the box. So we will still need to make sure that we are staying open um, and, and, uh, and really uh, harnessing that openness and catching ourselves where we're being closed off. Um, but I think this is a wonderful time to work on new ideas and inventions, especially if you've been working on something communication technology-based. I think this is a great time to try new avenues of sharing and learning and communicating. Uh, try something new for yourself. Launch a fucking blog. I don't know. All right. On the same day, it's Venus's turn to experience the consciousness of Capricorn. So something to think about is Venus is going to conjunct Pluto at the end of the month on the 29th. So that speaks to power and control issues, but ultimately transformation surfacing through this energy. So we could be transforming our sense of value of self or our romantic connections. We are, you know, we're now in this energy, Venus in in Capricorn, that really takes its time to commit. It's very traditional in that sense, uh, but it wants commitment you know, and, um, when it's committed, it's ready, willing, and able to go the distance. So that's going to be something that we're considering right now. We're going to be considering our commitments to others, um, if we're ready to commit and what might be standing in the way of those commitments. However, we also need to understand we're in this age of Aquarius as well. And, you know, we have what seems like societal rules, quote unquote, around how we're supposed to, quote unquote, relate in love. Um, but many of those belief systems isolate people from their sense of individual freedoms and can feel like toxic traps to fulfilling the purpose of being yourself. So with our minds now in a place of invention and freedom, our sense of self-value and our commitments to ourselves are probably changing. You know, you might be deciding you don't want to have children. You don't want to get married. You know, you might be deciding that conventional avenues don't work for you. 
maybe you're realizing that the commitment to yourself means acknowledging uh, that you're gay. I don't know. It just depends on, on everybody's process. But, you know, with Venus being our value, our sense of self-worth, and Capricorn being about uh, being your own authority, yes, convention and tradition, but sometimes it's going to be about making your own tradition and being your own authority and saying, you know, what I want to commit to is just as valuable as what someone else wants to commit to. If I want to commit to my freedom, my individual sense of self, and I don't want to commit to somebody else right now, that is also um, a powerful place to be in. And so we're really understanding these consciousness, the consciousness of relating to others with Venus and of how we give and receive love. But we need to make it our own. All right, love. So that's what I have for this week. Again, at the weekend, it's going to lighten up a little bit. It's a good, it's a better time to, um, we've got some trines going on in the skies. So it's a better time to socialize or connect with others, um, you know, or maybe just to do something joyful on your own. Um, I want to thank all the monthly energy report supporters and patrons who help support the availability of this information in these formats, the newsletter and the podcast. Thanks this week, uh, this last week to Lauren for her Venmo donation. Um, and also, uh, Brianna for purchasing my record. Um, you can buy my music. You can, uh, send a Venmo donation. You can become a $5 a month patron of this energy report. Um, you can share this with a friend. Uh, however you feel you want to support me, if you are being supported by this report, um, that's up to you. But I want to thank all those that do take the time to support me. I feel it. I appreciate it. Um, it means a lot to me. Um, friends. I was supposed to get my wisdom teeth pulled this week, this upcoming week, but uh, my dentist has been away, so he's going to be quarantining, so now i got to wait even longer. So I'll let you know uh, if uh, an energy report is not going to be coming out because I'm um, not feeling like talking. But um, we'll see. We'll see. I do have, uh, I have a conversation with my friend uh, recorded uh, that I need to put up <laughs> before the information is too old of what we've been talking about. But um, that'll be coming up in the next few weeks too. So uh, I want to wish everybody a happy new year uh, and send everybody lots of love. And I will speak to you soon.